This is Saloni and welcome to another episode of Unheard with Saloni, a podcast where inspiration meets practical advice from women who are striving and thriving in Nepal and outside. I can't believe that it's already the end of season 1 of Unheard with Saloni. We've had some amazing and phenomenal women. I can't wait to get back with more. But before we end, one last speaker for the season. My guest today is Dr. Pratibha Pandey. Pratibha Pandey is the founder and CEO of Catalyst Technology and Harveda Botanicals. She's a researcher, a science entrepreneur, and also visiting faculty at Recast Tribhuvan University. This episode is the second part to my conversation with Dr. Pratibha. If you haven't heard the first part, it is available as the previous episode. So I just wanted to know, have there been instances in life during your career where you know you're doubting yourself as to what am I doing in this room? To give you an example, you know, you were at a board of an organization recently and you mentioned that uh three of the other people were vice chancellors from other universities. So are you in these times wondering do I even deserve to be here? Does that thought come up in your mind? So when I'm asked to be let's say board of trustee of a university, um I don't I don't just get excited and say yes, right? I ask why you're taking me here. Is it because I'm a woman um or I have a doctorate or what is it, right? And I I I also ask about why they're forming this university, right? And then I look at does it make sense for me to do this? What will be my role as a board of trustee when I go in there? right and if i'm going in there as someone who's looking at the science technology innovation part of the university and the intellectual property part of the university um how the r&d should be done how it should be framed then i don't have to be this 20 uh, and a professor with 20 years of experience right I feel like I I felt like I was a good fit in that sense because I don't necessarily say okay I am the same as the VC of previous VC of this no I'm not comparing myself with the other person I do think that person has a lot more expertise and experience in their own fields if I am asked to do this as a board of trustee in my field I felt like I was a person who is well positioned to do that because I've been able to be in the intersection of academia industry mm-hmm. and government which is very rare also i acknowledge that um um it's it's kind of scary in some sense to navigate the space but now i think i've become much more comfortable with that and um i don't necessarily feel very inferior or anything but i don't feel very uh superior than anyone either i'm there to do something mm-hmm. that's just a role that's not me as a whole mm-hmm. that's uh, my role and i will do my best in that role and if i had ever felt like i wouldn't deserve this i would not even take that mm-hmm. that those things have happened in the past mm-hmm. if i'm asked to take a uh, prize in something or if i'm nominated for certain award and if i feel like i don't deserve it i say please pull my nomination because mm-hmm. i wouldn't feel good about it so mm-hmm. so yeah getting on to the one question which probably everyone asks you <laughs> how do you manage it right like <laughs> academia government business social organizations different forums committees 
you're on it everywhere two kids right and we cannot forget <laughs> the fact that you have two yeah. kids one's a toddler how do you go about things what can we fellow women learn from you on that yeah. front i will not make it too long because you can't make yeah. this long actually <laughs> yeah yeah okay uh, i will not, i i said i will not make it too long uh, in a sense where i'm not going to prescribe a solution because you know we we all navigate yeah. our own ways and our own systems we have different kinds of upbringing the setting the house ecosystem the office ecosystem and all of that i have been very fortunate in many ways but um just what works for you yeah yeah right? so so i'll tell you what works for me this i think started with uh, i'll start with uh, my me as a marathoner so i am a marathoner i have run many marathons and won mar- many marathons and in that sense i see my life or my ecosystem as a marathon preparing for a marathon race it's it's not short term it's a long term commitment to to uh, uh, train for a marathon what happens is you start building you you practice you start building even for exercise you start building micro muscles right you tear your muscles uh, you have micro tears and then you have inflammation you heal and then you train again and then more and you're doing faster and faster and faster better and better and better i think that's what i've been doing for example at home i left nepal as this 17 year old girl came back um as someone who is married and is pregnant and i spent most of my formative years in the us which means i had reverse cultural shock mm-hmm. and nev- not everything is tuned to how i had thought it should be right and then you start building ecosystem around you or you start sort of building relationships people expectations according to that so which means you have to spend a lot of time with people on relationships and things like that i think that's the first thing that i did when i came back to nepal in addition to exploring what is needed in nepal so instead of coming up with solutions and coming up with my expectation i started sort of navigating what are the expectations of other people what is the need of the ecosystem and i started giving to that and then after few years i could withdraw from those relationships and i could sort of start proposing solutions to that ecosystem i think that's one thing it sounds very vague but then you have to uh deposit to withdraw I think that's a very simple rule mm-hmm. and right now what you see right now is I'm mostly withdrawing while also depositing to some extent in the initial years I deposited a lot of time in my relationships uh, with my in-laws with my families with my sister-in-laws and things like that and when now I have two kids I can deploy these people who and relationships I had so I if I'm here someone must be looking at my kid right mm-hmm. and so it's either my husband my in-laws or my sister-in-law or my brother or someone right and similarly in uh, research also I spent a lot of time uh, time training uh, students training researchers and now it's time for me to withdraw even when I'm not there even if I give 1 hour a week time the same type of research the same quality research goes on which means i'm saving at least 40 to 50 hours per person times 2 3 4 5 because those people can also train other people now right mm-hmm. and at work too initial years i was a single person company 
-hmm. And then over time, I started growing and I had built those relationships because of which few people are pretty like, you know, is as old as the company now almost. Right. And because of that, they can sort of train other people and do the things and fill the void that I cannot do. And another thing I'm doing is I'm really trying to look at things. We do new things. We learn. Then we automate you have to automate the system. You have to make a system such that if it starts becoming monotonous and if you're repeating the same thing, you have to automate it and then move on to more creative things and innovative things. That's another way of doing things. For example, communications also. As much as this is a creative field, there are a lot of things you can automate in communication. If it's something that you have to post every day, you can put everything in the calendar, prepare the post. If there's no communication in my person in my company, for the three months, for next three months, it will still roll out without any hiccup. If I'm absent for five days, things should still move, right? And so, so that's how I've been automating, uh, uh, putting a lot of investment of my time and energy into relationships, building networks, uh, giving to the forums and community so that when I need, they can give me back. And that's a bigger team rather than just a small Harveda Botanical team. It's a much bigger team where I know that I can take risk and then people are there to sort of hold me or at least chair for me and things like that. Um, in terms of managing my time, I have learned to say no. It's much harder to say no in Nepal than elsewhere because we take things personally here. If you say no, then people start taking things personally. So it's, it's hard, but then I explain them why I'm saying no because you can't be everywhere. We all get 24 hours. Uh, so another thing is um, um, when I join a forum or when I start a project, I make sure I sort of list uh, uh, or I have a tentative deadline of tentative timeline of how things should go. And I communicate that ahead of time, even when I'm in the board. And I ask, you know, what is my time commitment that you're expecting? So it's very clear. And if it's something that I cannot do, I clearly say, you know, this is what I am in and this is what I'm doing. And I don't think I can do justice to this. And so I can't be here. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I say no to, let's say, panel discussions or podcasts or things like that, what I do is I refer another mm -hmm. one or two women mm -hmm. who could really well do this job. Mm -hmm. Right. And then really do justice to the task that was given. So, so in that way, I either delegate delegate or if it's something that can be automated i don't do it or if it's something that one of my staff members can do it i make sure i don't do it because that's a waste of time i could be doing something that you know delegation itself takes a lot of time anyway so i make sure i give it to someone else so i'm prioritizing in terms of if it's vision level idea level big picture level you know those things i do and if it's needed then i have to do the operational level mm -hmm. things but that doesn't last for too long mm -hmm. and in between doing all of this mm -hmm. how do you prevent burnout and you know take care of your well-being <laughs> as well that's funny because i was just talking about this with one of uh, my staff members today she was really pushing herself too much and then when i said you know you should 
it's not urgent. You should take rest. She's like, no, 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 it's okay. I don't even know what I would do if I would just if I were not doing this. So it's okay. And I said, you know, this is a very fine line between burn. There is a very fine line between burnout and being productive. So make sure that you don't get burned out and take breaks and you know things. So I I take breaks. For example, if even in grad school, if I didn't have time to watch movies and things like that, um, then I would take breaks of let's say 15, 20 minutes to just watch 15, 20 minutes of movie, move on to work and then go. So I have like, we all find our funny way of mm-hmm. uh, balancing that, uh, you know, that innocence and that kiddish thingy, that that sense of awe and curiosity while focusing on the deeper things. I used to sleep in lab. Uh, everyone thought, you know, I was really hardworking and things like that, which I was. But then at the same time, I was also doing things that would, you know, the going out with friends, doing just watching random movies and things like that to make sure that I have that um, part in me which which keeps me alive and keeps me away from being burned out. So I don't remember. I remember being in the verge of burned out, but uh, but then I don't remember being burned out at all. Even though I was very aggressive about things, because if I was doing a lot of things, then I would always be running. Mm. So that's one of the ways for me to prevent burnout. Mm. It may seem like oh, it's like physically too exhausting, but then when I run, I sort of zone out, and that's sort of very meditative state for me. Mm. And I think it's a balance between mental and physical well-being. Mm. Uh, you have to always check to make sure that you don't get burnout. I was going to say binge watching is not the right word, but is there anything <laughs> I that you're watching <laughs> 15, 20 minutes off when you get the breaks? Like, what are you currently watching? Uh, um, okay, so not nothing like really. I, I, I make sure I don't watch just one thing because it could get really addicting and it can go in the wrong way. Mm. For example, if you start a series of Netflix... Tell you me can about just it. I will just binge watch the whole night. I have done that too. Yeah. Which then I am like, okay, how do I get rid of it in my, from my system, right? So that also happens, but that also is part of taking a break. Yeah. I realize that. But then to avoid that, I do like short clips, motivational videos. I, I do use Audible. I listen to a lot of books. But then I don't do binging of books either. Because if you binge books, then you stop. Like you feel like I don't want any books in my life anymore. Right. So so I do like short, you know, like one episode or one chapter of books, podcasts, mm-hmm. and then just playing with my kids and things like that. Mm-hmm. Nothing like necessarily in particular but a lot of mot- motivational videos actually yeah <laughs> so one of the things i ask most people in the podcast is uh, do you have a daily ritual that you do that really works for you mm. it changes mm-hmm. so before i would have said oh i exercise and then have tea and this and that now i'll tell you my current ritual that i do um, so when I wake up, I, I have uh, I, I drop my kid off to school in the morning. That's mm-hmm. something that I really wanted to do mm-hmm. because it wakes me up. You know, so I have to wake up early and then she gets ready on her own, even though she's a six and a half mm-hmm. year old. She has her own ritual. She does that. And I make sure I don't watch uh, or open uh, f- um, phone or social media. That's a must for me. So that's what I don't do. Another thing I do is I... I uh, I think I generally reflect a lot. I used to meditate a lot, which I haven't really been able to do much now. But I try to live mindfully. So one of the things that I realize is I'm generally a very great, like I'm really grateful about a lot of mm. things. When something right happens, 
I, I remember thinking about all the people who made it to work for me rather than thinking, oh, I deserved it, sort of, mm-hmm. you know. So now what I have started doing is um, when I'm driving my daughter to school, we do this exercise of, uh, it's a bonding exercise also, but then I say, Pranusha, these are the three things I'm grateful for. And I say my three things and she does her three things. I think those three things really sort of dictate rest of my day because it starts with the posi- positive note mm-hmm. um, I think those are the main uh, mm-hmm. two things that I do I make sure I drink water and you know all that things but mm-hmm. then yeah gratitude exercise is mm-hmm. something that I think mm-hmm. that really helps mm-hmm. what do you think has been the single biggest factor for your success if you could put it down to like one thing what mm-hmm. has worked out for you uh, I think I am a person who is very persistent um mm-hmm. If I uh, start doing something, like I, I don't just easily give up. Um, and I don't necessarily easily give up also because, not because I, I, I think giving up is a bad thing. I think sometimes you just have to let go and give up. But because I, whenever I choose to do something or choose to associate with someone or something, I make sure I check my intention. Mm-hmm. I make sure there is value alignment, whether it's getting married to a person or like, you know, eating something or doing whatever. I make sure that that is aligned and my intention is right. Mm-hmm. And when you do that and when you feel like that is something that will make an impact or is a purposeful thing, you don't easily give up. Mm-hmm. Right. Whether it's going right or wrong, you don't easily give up. When it's going wrong, you don't get frustrated. And when it's going right, you don't get overly this superior mm. feeling. And I think that's what keeps me grounded and keep on going. And I think that's that's one word would be persistence mm-hmm. uh, because of all these things that I um, think about when I enter anything. And that that is what maybe ensures not necessarily success, but happiness in my life. Mm. I, I don't remember not being able to sleep at night. Mm. There are times when it's very stressful. I don't mind crying. I don't mind sharing uh, my vulnerabilities with others because I, I feel like it's okay. And then nothing is chronic in my life because of that, because uh, I feel like the intention and the value, the purpose is mm. right. And I can keep on going, I can sleep one night and then the next day I can be the same tigger. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Any investment uh, in terms of time or money that you made in the last six months that has improved your life for the better? Yeah. Um, last six months... Yeah, I, I could say last, let's say, 10 months. Yeah. Uh, after my baby was born, um, the helpers in the house and in the office, like new staffs, I think that has improved my life. They were not necessarily, if you look at it from the investment point of view or if you do the numbers, uh, maybe not necessary. But then when they're there, I could, let's say, have my baby in a safe hand and then I have my office, like th- th- this person delegates the rest of the staff mm-hmm. and that frees up a lot of my time mm-hmm. and mind because of which I could uh, s- sort of foster communication, foster relationships, foster uh, collaborations. And I, I think uh, that's one of the best investments, uh, which will not give immediate return, but in longer term it will give much more return than what would be mm. necessarily immediate. Mm. Yeah. 
we don't realize this but having helps really makes our life so much easier because you feel like oh this is a small thing i can do this is a small thing. and the, the small things accumulate mm. and it's also called mental load right yeah. uh, it happens for women more than men yeah. i think uh, but i have good like support like mm. a equal partner at home too mm. but even then since we're very busy if we get help in that mm. sense then we don't have mental load Mm. because someone has taken over and you can feel relaxed and then then only you can think about creative and innovative things mm. otherwise you just keep on doing those things and then you don't really have space in your mind even though you have time to think about those other things that could really accelerate your well-being your life your personal life and professional life mm. who is someone else i should have on the show ah let me think Maybe Ritu Pradhan Malla. Mm-hmm. She works uh, for Business Oxygen, okay. um, and she's in this investment sphere. So, so I think that that she would be yeah, one I, good person to have. I just met her recently, you like did? a few weeks ago, at uh, a talk that she's was organized amazing. about. It. Yes, mm-hmm. and I asked her to be on the podcast. Perfect. And then she said that you know maybe around September she once she gets a little free. So I'm glad that I yeah. watched. She's her. very passionate about women as well and I had when well, the last time I talked to her we were talking about access to finance and maybe we should have this close uh, small like you know loose uh, network of women entrepreneurs and investors and women professionals to talk about different mm-hmm. things and what we're talking about yeah. with you so I think she would be really yeah. perfect for this. Would love to have her on the show. Thank you so much Pratibha. I Thank learned you. so much today. I really well enjoyed as, talking to you. Yeah, and as well as really enjoyed the conversation. Thanks. So. Thank you so much for listening to the show this week. Follow our podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify and all other major podcast platforms. Do provide us with a rating on the platform you are listening on as it helps us reach more people. If you want to reach out to me, I'm available at Saloni Sethia on Instagram and LinkedIn. I'm Saloni and you've been listening to Unheard with Saloni.